When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, this is Isaiah. And I'm D. This is Solomon. We're Radkey, and we're coming up next on the JBTV podcast. JBTV. Welcome to the JBTV Podcast. Each and every show is dedicated to great music lovers. And on this edition of our JBTV Podcast, we are featuring a brand new band. Are you ready? The podcast starts right here, right now. New music now. Yo, my name is Isaiah. And I'm D. I'm Solomon. And I'm Jerry Bryant. They're Radke, and this is the JBTV Podcast. A lot of music and talk on this edition. Uh, we're going to be actually playing videos that you won't be able to see, but you'll be able to hear them. Uh, so that's okay. We can play your stuff, right, on the podcast? Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, and it's going to be on Spotify, our podcast, so, you know, you can put it in your, your listening thing or whatever, you know. Uh, so anyhow, this is a great podcast, uh, and it's here, and it all starts right now. So welcome to JBTV. It is such a pleasure having you guys here. Rock and Roll Brothers. So when did you first start? I mean, when did you first know that you wanted to do music? Well, what's crazy is we're obviously we're homeschooled from St. Joseph, Missouri. And when our dad brought back that movie School of Rock with Jack Black, a lot of good music in there. (laughs) And a lot of that was in his record collection. So that really kicked off a lot of what we do was just seeing that movie and seeing some kids start a rock band. We're like, wow, all right, that would be really fun. Yeah, that was a cool movie. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. a lot of good montages and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, awesome. But uh, it's so cool that you have a father that lets you get into music. Totally. And didn't complain, because a lot of people go, why are you guys making all that noise? (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? And uh, you you got the support and everything. Yeah, which was, you know, something that was, you know, people were always like, you know, you got to be thankful for the fact that your parents are supportive because a lot of people that you talk to who are even in popular bands, they didn't really have that support. So we were always real lucky. Yeah. I know my aunt and uncle, Felice and Boodle O'Brien, they uh, wrote all the Everly Brothers songs. Oh, wow. And I remember when I was a little kid, they'd come over. And you you know how some of the family doesn't care about music? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get a real job. What are you guys doing? (laughs) You know, you're never going to get any place. That same kind of crap. But um, yeah, literally, my uh, parents were like that. When they came over, they'd stay up all night smoking pot and uh, playing music. And I was just sitting at my bedroom door listening to them. And it was just... (laughs) It was so great, and I think that's what turned me on the music, is that it's so organic, and it's those intimate times you guys spent together. So how did you know that you wanted to actually... Are these the same instruments 
that um, you started out with? Well, or? D started out on the drums, and yeah. then he switched to guitar. Uh huh. And once uh, things started really kicking off, and D had written a couple songs, we had ended up jamming. And once he had played those two songs with the vocals and stuff, we were like, okay, I think we could really do something with this because once you've got the vocal and the you know bass, drums, guitar, you've got a whole band right there. So we we're like, sweet, let's let's take a take a run, take a stab at this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw a video that you did in a tiny van. Was that for a TV show, or is that something you came up with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. little show they do. Um, I think it's it's maybe not just a South by, but yeah, they've got this thing called Jam in a Van. It's pretty cool. Uh-huh. They get all that gear in there. Yeah, see how close it was for yeah. all you guys. It's mm-hmm. like holy shit. <laughs> so, uh, so what have you been working on? Now, wait, you just played a show here in Milwaukee, right? Yes. Yeah, we played in Milwaukee with Foo Fighters. Really fun show. Like we're stoked to be getting to play these level of rock shows because we you know started off wanting to start a big rock band and to be able to go on this tour is super incredible for us yeah especially with the foo fighters oh but, yeah you know, i remember when they first started you know uh we did that show at the metro and they were still like just getting it together through all the stuff they went through mm-hmm. but they never gave up you know mm-hmm. and i think that's what you guys are doing you just keep rocking and rolling you know thank you <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, so tell us about how that show went in Milwaukee. It was great. Like we we've played some big stages before, so we were kind of ready for something like that. And it was really cool, kind of adapting to that what that sounds like. And it's been a little bit for us, so that was a nice challenge, and it was really cool to get through. Yeah. Yeah, especially with them. So totally, know. and especially you're you're getting there. The crowd that's there is for the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. right? So when you guys can go on stage and win them over, and how does that feel when you first start? That must be that feel. It feels amazing, like yeah. especially when you can find which song and if it's early in the set when they're really convinced. You're like, wow, okay, work's done. We got like six songs left. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, L7, how did you meet them? They uh, asked us for some shows on a tour, like a like a run of shows, and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And from then, you know, Jennifer Finch hit us up about that What Drives Us movie and stuff, and we're super thankful for that because that's really helped us. How was it having cameras follow you around? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, like we have done some stuff like that back when we were like younger and like the South by Southwest days and stuff. So we were sort of used to that kind of thing. Yeah. They spoke, uh, actually Jennifer mentioned you guys. Nice. That was at the second time we had them at the uh, Chicago Metro. We shot way at the beginning, you know, and, uh, they were so great, you know, you know, Oh, oh Andre. <laughs> <laughs> and they rocked. And then we had them in our studio, which I wish I still had my studio, but you know how things go with mm-hmm. this COVID stuff. So what I've been doing throughout COVID. Oh, well, we actually made our record green room. Uh, we, a lot of shows got canceled. So we were like, okay, well we can finish writing this record and go in and record it as soon as things are open. So as soon as like studios open, we went in there and self-produced our album green room. And that's one thing that came out of this was that we were able to kind of lock down and come up with a lot of song ideas without a bunch of shows kind of taking over what we're doing. Yeah. So how's your writing process? You all write together or you, mm-hmm. you just like jam first? There's a lot of different things. Like we, we like to do the jam method. We'll do someone's one melody idea, then go from there. 
or we'll just like start on the acoustic we try to change it up as much as possible and have as many ways to do it and that's we've been messing around a lot with this starting from acoustic thing because that's a real good way to get super catchy choruses and Mm -hmm. stuff and yeah we do almost every kind of way just just to keep challenging ourselves so you know the hard thing was when covid first started you were like all excited to do a tour right you had the whole summer planned yep everything was ready to go and what happens it just stops you know yep was that like like traumatic for you it was it was because it was just like all right we're going home we're we're not used to that on tour we're used to finishing all the shows and we didn't have any choice so it was crazy so once you went home and then things went real real long before we ever got to have shows again so this this tour has been really fun Mm -hmm. do you all sort of live together still or Mm -hmm. so does your father like uh police you pretty much like you can't do this you can't do that that's the only (laughs) problem with this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) sorry dad no No, yeah it's uh everything's super chill with us like it's just like the homeschooled vibe on the road we're just Mm -hmm. rocking and rolling and being a rock man it's cool yeah i love it when i was looking at that movie you were in and uh, your father's driving, mm. and he says, well, this is the best job I could ever have. <laughs> yeah, it is, I think. You oh, know. yeah, this this is really unbelievable stuff. It's like you got to wake up every once in a while, and you're like, man, wow, what is going on? Mm-hmm. So what was the worst place you've been on tour, like uh, one of the worst experiences? Like a hotel or, <laughs> or something stupid There's like that? There's some hotels in there. I feel like the, the show we did in New Orleans... Uh yeah, the, yeah that one was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, someone like threw a knife at D. It yeah. wasn't like a like yeah. a ninja, but it was thrown. It was like thrown in my. It was thrown in my direction. And what's cool like, in New Orleans, if you do do that, you just have to get escorted out of the building with your blade. So if you want to oh, yeah. go for it. Yeah, you're good if you're you white. Get, you get your blade back. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Thank God you didn't get hurt. Right. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. could have been, you know, I mean, it's so in here in Chicago, you know, we have all these shootings and all this crazy stuff going on. It's just insane. You know, in fact, last night there was like 500 motorcycles that took over the streets. So uh, it was sort of uh, wow. crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Do you have do you in the, uh, like that kind of stuff? Motorcycles or other things? Or? Um, no, not really. Like we just we just kind of just, you know, garden and uh, <laughs> play music. <laughs> what have you been growing? Lots of peppers. We we love pe- like hot stuff around here, like Tabasco oh, really? peppers, yeah. garden salsa, cayenne, all that kind of stuff. Uh huh. So, what's the hottest thing? Like when you're in Texas, you probably had fun with some of the hot food down there. Well, we actually haven't got to experiment with the most. The only thing we really got to do in Texas was we got to have some Texas barbecue at South by. We're usually in and out of there so quick, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're always down to try some of the spicy stuff. Like we, we want to be on hot ones someday and we want to be like the most legendary like ones to do uh-huh. it. So. Like on that show where the, the guy yeah. eats this crazy food. Totally. Cause we'll go in <laughs> having eaten the fresh peppers all the time. Yeah. Have you heard of JBTV before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Any other bands that you've, uh, did you ever see any of the stuff that we've done or <laughs> only some of it? Yeah. Yeah, because we have most of it. I've done 9,850 hours of television, hour-long episodes, just dedicated to great bands like you guys. That's you know? amazing, man, because Saul and I have tried the podcast thing a little bit. That's tough, man. So to I do this is that. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And a lot the podcast right now is the older stuff. Like mm-hmm. I did uh, you know, all the older interviews that are sitting in the closet here that we're slowly digitizing, you know. 
But uh, so I'm, I'm going to play some L7 for you right yeah. here, right now. Okay. And uh, seeing that they're your biggest supporters, I think that is so good. They're such a good band. Absolutely. And uh, here they are right now on JBTV. start with our biggest hit ever which isn't wasn't a huge hit or anything but just so you have a little familiarity yes in context
Joey, can I get a little more vocal in my monitor, please? Is that okay to say? Woo! This is all Check gonna be cut up, isn't it? All right. Susie's got a terrible sore throat, but she's gonna push on through this one. Check one, two, yeah. I never gave up, you know, and I've been on multiple TV stations and I'm always there to help the brand new bands because uh, when we were on like, you know, the big stations, WR to New York and stuff, they go, play Madonna, you get better ratings. And I go, well, Peter Murphy is a better artist yeah, than yeah, yeah. Madonna. <laughs> and I remember Peter Murphy came into our studio and he said, I was so depressed because a Scarlet Thing and You, his, his, his uh, wife did that video and nobody would play it. MTV, it's not as in our format, you know, that kind of stuff. So has your stuff been on the radio yet? It has been here and there, like, um, especially once we 
came out with delicious rock noise stuff like love spills and dark black makeup would get some radio play and mm-hmm. you know, we've even got like some like we we're on shameless our song like we got a couple tv shows like it's really fun to to get that kind of stuff sometimes yeah. like, did you get to see the episode before it aired or did you get to see the episode live we didn't see the episode before it aired or live but like i i remember i watched like all of the show up till season seven the episode so i can know exactly where our song was hitting in the story uh-huh. and we got a real good spot with uh uh william h macy that's his full name yeah, yeah. we got william h macy scene so i was you know we love fargo and stuff yeah so. well he is such a good actor oh and, yeah and and that show is done here in chicago and it uh you know it was just the way those like someone lives like this and a lot mm-hmm. of this is true it's not like you know most people on tv they got the beautiful house <laughs> mm-hmm. they got all this stuff and but you know people are living and you know things aren't that great for everybody you know and especially in in in, in the, what they were doing with shameless you know mm-hmm. but so how was that when you heard the song did you like <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome because it like it's just great because like that song romance dawn it's like made for some kind of movie or show so like it's it was really great to see that come to life like we're we're real big nerds when it comes to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you could put us in the worst show and we'll watch it and be like cracking up like oh <laughs> this is hilarious we finally got our song in this terrible fight scene <laughs> i think that's awesome though to get because yeah, yeah. movie soundtracks did you ever think about scoring a film or anything or oh yeah like yeah. we love like escape from new york and like all those john carpenter movies and stuff mm-hmm. so that kind of thing would be something we're super into wow plus you make extra money at doing that oh yeah it's like you oh, don't yeah. have a tour I yeah mean, yeah yeah i mean nowadays what you have to tour mm-hmm. to make money because record sales aren't like they used to be. And, no. you know, just because you got a million followers on YouTube doesn't mean you're making a million dollars either, you know. Yep, yep. So it's, uh, it's crazy that way, you know. So let's see one of your songs. Uh, what should we uh, play here on JBTV? Oh, you guys want to hear Judy? Judy would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about this one. This song is one of our softer jams, and we, we really love bands like Weezer and stuff like that. So we wanted to do like a power rock kind of song where you're saying like a girl's name, kind of like Beach Boys or Beatles and stuff like that. It's like cool because when we're playing that song live, we get to kind of feel like one of those. You maybe even want to pull your guitar up a little higher, you know, like <laughs> that kind of vibe. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where'd you make this video? Um, we didn't, we don't have a video for it yet, uh-huh. but we did, uh, we recorded it in, it was at Weights and Measures in Kansas City, and it's, it was cool because we self-produced the song and everything, and it's one of, it's our first album of self-produced material, so mm-hmm. we're stoked about it.
And uh, tell us about the recording experience at that studio. It was really cool because it was in Kansas City, Missouri, like not Kansas City, Kansas. So we got to really like party and have fun like in the studio while playing. So it was real sweet. That's where the best music's coming from. Once you can do kind of whatever you want in studio. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you get into a good studio too, there's that atmosphere, right? Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's cool. And it uh, that's what I try to do with my home studio too. Make it like it's a, like JBTV really is, you know. Well, since we're talking about the studio, let's do Two-Face, because that video was shot in the studio that we recorded everything in. So okay. that's a good one. Yeah, tell us about that. Two-Face, that's like a classic Radke-type song. We actually wrote it after we wrote our first record, but we were like, this is too much Radke, so we're going to wait. And we did No Strange Cats. Then we brought this song and finished it on our third record because we had a little bit more experience and we were able to make it a little bit less like some of our older stuff. But like, you got to give fans some of the classic sound. Like, that's the kind of stuff that ACDC does and stuff and Metallica. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you got to give them that, what, what they originally came in for. Wow. Well, here it is right now on JBTV as the music continues at Radke. I love this band, and I've been listening to your music, and I'm so happy we got you here at JBTV.
Yeah, because we've done Riot Fest, and it's time to get Lala done. Because I was wondering when we would ever get it. So, like, to do it this year with Foo Fighters and stuff is going to yeah, be yeah. crazy. Yeah, we've been at all of these shows. You know, Andrew WK would come out and <laughs> and do his thing. Riot Fest, you know, in the early uh, 1991, talking about Lollapalooza, that was like a touring show, and they had all these little booths and stuff. So it was just like one main stage and a side stage, and then all these little carnival things that were going on, you know. And uh, we met Jim Rose there, the circus sideshow. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Uh-uh. Oh, it's crazy. This guy does, they eat light bulbs. and <laughs> <laughs> He's got Mr. Lifto who picks up like a block from his penis. With Whoa. His, and, you know, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and then he, I had him on the TV show, and um, he does the, the puppetry of the penis. I'm going, oh, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> Strange stuff, but that's the kind of thing it was back then. And now it's just turned into this massive event here in Chicago, you know, and and the fact that it's happening. So this is the first, this is your first big tour, I mean, now? Yeah, this is, well, this is our first big one in a while like the we've, we've done it with like we did a jack white tour that band the damned and mm-hmm. rise against and stuff descendants. descendants yeah like so this is kind of like our ballpark kind of like we're we're we really love rocking those big stages like we'll really make use of all of that yeah and i gotta say the the state which stage you're gonna be on at uh, Lollapalooza? that's a good question do you Grubhub. Grubhub. Okay, that's a cool stage. Yeah, it's it's gigantic. Okay, good, perfect. Yeah, so you have a lot of you can move around, perfect, and, <laughs> and get the crowd going and everything. You know. So what have you been doing for this COVID? I see you had your mask on when you first mm-hmm. came in. So you've been real careful. Super careful. I double mask sometimes. You can even talk me into triple. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're real careful. Lots of hand sand. Uh, we're we're shortening the names of things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, because uh, I have to go, every time I go to the hospital, they give you a test, you know, to get in the place and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So it's not, uh, but I got my shots and everything. You got yours too? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you have any after effects? Just a little tired, like, and then my arm was a little sore on the first shot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. once I remembered to move my arm, I was good, that second one. Well, that's good. You've been safe and everything else. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's see another uh, video of yours right here on JBTV. What's next? Yeah, this one's called Seas. It's one of our another one off of green room and what's cool is we shot this like just on the street in seattle so it in the lighting is just the van lights so mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool video sort of run and gun kind of yeah, thing. yeah 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 there's some in uh in venue stuff but all the outside stuff's crazy yeah it's so hard to plan a video though if you get permits and everything uh-huh. you don't know what the weather is so oh, yeah, we like... definitely didn't plan that one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate outdoor shows. Well, you're going to have great weather for Lollapalooza, so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, literally, if you're out there, you know, and it's pouring rain and you're still trying to do a show, or (laughs) it's hard to go through all that, you know? Yep, it really is. Yeah, because that that one time we did Riot Fest, there was all that mud. But people remember it. Yeah, I, well, I remember the mud. I was walking around. And I was I was got like three inches taller, <laughs> and, and I ruined my boots. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know that's craziness, you know.
So another video. What else can we play on the show? Oh, do you have any ideas you want to do? Uh, let's do uh, the duck back makeup. Yeah, that's a classic. Cool. And tell us about this one. This one's cool. This is one of our another one of our classic raggy tracks. This is probably our most popular one, at least on Spotify. Like this really captures our just like happy vibe of rock, like the kind of stuff we love to do, just kind of catchy music stuff that we would have enjoyed as kids kind of we'll write some songs like that and dark black makeup is a good example Yeah. 
how do you come up with your uh, song titles? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I don't even remember. Like I watch a lot of movies and I think subliminally a lot of stuff will kind of be waiting in there for song titles. Like, yeah, because that's actually being asked in the moment. That's a real tough one. But yeah. yeah, like I can't even remember how that one came up. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, after you do the song, it's like, there's a chorus or whatever. This should be the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then we do something funny with our song, Not Smart. The chorus is the word dumb. And our label wanted us to name the song dumb so bad. But we're like, no, it's going to be called Not Smart. <laughs> and, the, and the word Not Smart is only used once in the song. And the word dumb is used like a billion times. It's uh-huh. hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> they're like, yeah. these guys are going to be a problem. They're not funny and they're annoying. Well, I got to say, you're the artist's. It's your, you're the ones in charge. Don't let anybody change your vision ever. Totally. And I I hear so many complaints of bands later on after they went through the changes, you know, like even Moby, when we had him in the studio, remember that revolver song he had? Each time I reach for my revolver, gonna blow them all away, that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. MTV, we can't play that because, you know, the school shootings, I understand, but it's a classic song. And we now we're going to start censoring. So he did like three or four different song edits on that, re-recorded it, made a video, and it, you know, and they still only played it like once on one twenty minutes. So, you know, it's a shame too, isn't it? About MTV because you guys did you see any of the early days of MTV? We've definitely like watched a bunch of videos on it and like seen a lot of people talking about it like on YouTube and stuff like that. So. And then, like, we watched shows like The State and stuff that was on and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because, you know, they, when they first started MTV, nobody cared about cable. You know, it's like the Internet when it first started, right? Nobody cares. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even HD Net, that uh, Mark Cuban channel. I remember that. Yeah, I remember when he first was, like, the only HD channel. Yeah. What are they playing? Sunrise America. <laughs> and uh, they had a thing from Iraq or when the, the, the floods were happening or the big uh, storms, you know, hurricanes in, in Louisiana down there. They had the, the helicopter. You'd watch the rescues going on. Wow. And it was like cutting edge TV because there was nobody saying what we should do. Mm-hmm. And MTV, mm-hmm. when it first started, was so great because it was all radio disc jockeys. Back when disc jockeys could actually pick their own songs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I was in radio back then too. So you know, I it's like, and it, it's overnights is when you'd start discovering new music. And you know, have you gone to all the radio stations? Do you remember a time? Because you guys are so young. How old are you guys? I'm 26. Yeah, I'm 28. I'm 22. Yeah, so you're youngsters, mm. you know. But the old days of radio, you could go from your, your dad's going to remember this. Uh, you could go from city to city to city, and there would always be that that the whole station. You got a feel for the city. Mm. Everybody had their unique mom and pop radio stations, so they cared about what they were doing, you know. And uh, it was unique. It wasn't like now you travel around. Well, it's like K Rock. It's the same every station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The same playlist, the same stupid promos, the same DJ sounds, you know, and stuff. It's really, it's a shame what they've done to radio. It's a shame what they did to MTV, too, because MTV started out with, like, that organic thing. You know, it was all about the music and the artists and who had videos. So, yeah, we'll play videos, you know. So... But you're at the good time too, because right now you can do NFTs. You've done any yeah, of those yet? Not yet, but yeah. we're as soon as we figure it out, I think we're going to do one. <laughs> it's just a video file yeah. or a digital file. Yeah, yeah. So you know, or artwork like your artwork you could use. You know. Yeah, we were very interested in that. Yeah, because that's super cool. It's new, so it's a whole new experimental yeah. thing. You know, mm-hmm. but you 
you sell the rights to whatever that is. So if you ever want to use it again, it's like the Beatles when they had to sell all their music. You yeah. know, what do you mean we can't play our songs? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think that'll happen to you because you got a you got your uh, you know father looking after you. <laughs> so okay, any more videos we should play? Oh, what do you think? Okay, let me think of one. We have. Glor. Glor. Oh my gosh, yeah. why did we not mention Glor? Glor is crazy. We, um, our buddy Nikos, who was our buddy in England, he was in a band called Throne. He hit us up. He's like, BBC wants to do this crazy music video. I want to do this claymation for you guys. Now send me a huge list of everything you like, love and hate. So we just made this huge list of all these cartoons, things like, what, what was it? Data corruption was on there. Any kind of thing that we didn't like. And then he just made this whole claymation video and it ended up getting on Adult Swim, that show off air. And yeah, it's uh, one of the coolest projects we've ever, ever been involved with. So I'm glad you mentioned that because apparently we don't remember. We've been going for so long. Well, I, I know how that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to say, I've done so many interviews and some I've talked to some bands and I go, oh, it's your first time. And they go, no, we were here back in. <laughs> <laughs> go, oh. And then Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does the same thing. Like people come up to him, we should get these this artist on. And go, yeah, they've been on your show before, you know. So and like it'll get that way when you get older. Oh you know? yeah. Especially, I don't know how you remember all the song lyrics and stuff. Yeah, it can be pretty difficult. I was sometimes. thinking about that today actually because yeah. I was like, I sometimes write I... a lot of the lyrics. I do not remember. I couldn't sing one of the songs. Like... Yeah, I, I, I sometimes the nerves kind of fuck with me on that it's like oh man am i gonna am i going to forget the lyrics and somehow it just keeps it just goes and i just like by second nature just i just know it it's just crazy i've been doing it for so long it's just uh become a little easier i guess but sometimes every once in a while that'll that thought will come into my mind be like oh you're gonna mess it up you're gonna mess it up (laughs) especially when you got me writing lyrics in songs like rock and roll homeschool and bill comes up and he's like wordy it's wordy Wordy. Wordy. (laughs) (laughs) and you've got to remember every wordy. but you know the really good bands you screw up don't worry about it because half the time the audience won't know and uh, sometimes those those little screw ups are so special. Yep, yep, yep. You know, yep. like if something goes out of tune or some weird thing, or you just do something out of the normal, you know, that's sort of cool. You know, yeah. And one thing too, uh, once everybody gets uh, into your music, I, I hate the fact if bands like go on tour and they change it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take the song, speed it up. You know, now you can take the song and start it out the way it is, and then you can do what you want with mm-hmm. it <laughs> later on, or expand, or you know, do some solo stuff. But uh, you know, I always hate that. So you know.
So, okay, I want to show the original uh, Mike Watt with the Foo Fighters, because I think this would be some good footage for you to see. Yes. And uh, this happened in, in the early 90s on the first Foo Fighters tour. He took Mike Watt, went out with them, and uh, then they all played together. Yes. And did stuff. So you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah, and like Hovercraft. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a, a good time to see that. And, and then have Mike Watt, you know. Have you ever met him? No. No? What, other, what artist would you like to meet? At this point, it would be really great to meet the dudes in Weezer. We're big fans. Um, Like Paul McCartney, like Ringo, like um, because like you know we've met people like Dave Grohl, Jello Biafra, Bill Stevens, and we've we've been meeting a lot of legends, and it's super cool. Yeah, you know Dave Brownsound, Sum Forty One, Jack White. We've met a lot, so like we're running the list down. So yeah, like. Weezer would be great. Um, yeah, the Beatles, the ones there, you know. The Beatles, yeah. I did a Paul McCartney Paul. interview way then. I, I knelt at his feet with uh, one of these mics. It's probably the one that you got there. <laughs> Excuse me. And he was like one of the best guys, you know, uh, to talk to and everything. Such a legend. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the show on Hulu he did with uh, um, Rick Rubin? I, I think I probably did. I've seen yeah. a lot. It's about anything rock and roll or music I'm yeah. watching, you know, because it's good to see the stories. You know? Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah. Have you been documenting your, your career so far? Not as much as we would have liked to. We have, like, our first show we ever did and stuff. Like, we have a lot of the, like, really important moments and stuff, but uh, we don't have, like, most of it or anything. But I'm happy we have that first show. Uh-huh. I heard you got rid of your van, though, because it broke down somewhere. It did. Yeah. It did. It was unfortunate. Yeah, I could have gone to a museum. You yeah, could have, like, I know. painted it up and made millions of dollars. I'm it just may saying. still be in that garage. <laughs> <laughs> you still have it? No. no, but we had to leave it uh, at this, like, place. And, like, hey, maybe maybe they, like, painted it gold or something. We did keep it. one of the seats, though. Oh, cool. From the, <laughs> from so it. you should autograph it, paint it up, do some artwork, take a cool... NFT picture yeah, of it. Yeah, I was just about to go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be like, that'd be something you could do. Oh, you know? yeah. And uh, whatever you can do to support yourselves, because, you know, it, uh, it, and it's so good that you're, you're keeping control of your music and you're not letting anybody, you know, just so you own your stuff. Totally. And then, like, <clears throat> as soon as you change your music, you can lose your core fan base, which is what you worked your whole life yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people will do to you sometimes. They'll make you go in a direction that then ruins your life's work. And we were very careful to never let that happen. Even if it did get us dropped from Sony, we were like, you're not touching the songwriting. Yeah, no they, they wanted us to use co-writers and we were like, it's not going to happen. I, I had to deny it so many times. Mm-hmm. They just kept trying to push it. And it's like, no, absolutely well, see, not. Corporations like doing that. They want to yeah. control. You know, we had BTS for the first TV appearance. You know, that, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. South Korean yeah. Uh, rock, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, K-Rock. <laughs> and we had them on JBTV with their first uh, TV thing uh-huh. before they blew up. Nobody wanted them <laughs> or anything, but they're so controlled. Each one, like uh, like you guys, if you were like they were, you'd have a massage therapist for each one of you. Uh, you'd have another geisha girl, like, or whatever. <laughs> fanning you and then you'd have your own makeup person wow yeah so and then like we're saying well we're going to get some food and they go we so we got like pizza this is chicago and uh the management go, no pizza mm. no pizza <laughs> yeah 
because <laughs> they got to look a certain way. They got to do this. They got to do that. Yeah. That's, it, that's it's oh my it's goodness. pretty incredible. No pizza. <laughs> it's pretty insane. No. What? <laughs> so uh, when you're in Chicago, have you uh, enjoyed any of our food here? We have. Um, where, what was the place we went the other day? Oh, Lou Malnati's Pizza. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. It's deep dish and it's, uh, you know, I don't think you want to do that before a show. No. Yeah. It, that's <laughs> happened a few times in the career and yeah. you learn from those times. Yeah. So you pretty much don't like to eat at all before a show, right? Yeah. There's that good old three hour rule. Mm-hmm. You know, you get your good breakfast, do what you need to do, and then just make sure you're not eating three hours before the set. Yeah, but afterward, <laughs> afterward you go crazy. Oh yeah, I had a lot of food. I, I had like two dinners after the show last night. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to have a radio station in Milwaukee, ninety three QFM. We did one of the first summer fests. Oh really? Yeah, when it was down by the art museum down there, and um, I did like a marathon. I was on for a whole week broadcasting. You know, so. I didn't get any Guinness Book of World Records because we didn't know about that. <laughs> but it was fun just doing that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Same thing with these festivals. You know, it's fun meeting the fans and mm-hmm. meeting new fans that you're gaining, you know. Totally. Yeah. So you have some cool merchandise you sell on the, on your site and stuff? Yeah, we've got some cool T-shirts. Like, we, we've got... Record. Yeah, we actually have records, which is cool. Like the vinyl? Yeah, vinyl. Yeah, because oh, yeah. before it was always tough with us and the labels and getting physical releases out. But with this all being us, we're able to keep the vinyl flowing really nice, which is important. Because a long time, like it was weird going to Radke shows because you couldn't get music. So yeah. it was just bizarre. Yeah, and vinyl is so cool. I remember... I mean, there was a time you could get vinyl made all around the country. Mm-hmm. Now there's only one or two places that still yep. do it. I think ours is like in France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's a shame that, that the technology, same thing with videotape. I was editing videotape all the way to two years ago. Damn. You know, so uh, high definition. <laughs> but I love it. It's, it's analog. Do yeah. you record digital or analog? or? We've recorded uh, analog once. Yep. One uh, time in Lawrence. Yeah, yes. yep. Yeah, it was an interesting experience. Uh, the track is on, if, if anyone can find it, it's our, on our Spiral single, and it's the B-side. That's a song we did uh, analog. It was interesting. Yeah, except, you know, the tape is so expensive. Yep. And it goes at 30 IPS. And it's like, remember when people used to shoot photos, like, with film? Mm-hmm. And they were more, you know, like, cautious, like, look for the right shots. Now it's like... <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> digital, 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 you know, so. Cool. So any more videos of yours we can play? Well, we have uh, a video for a Love Spill. Yep. Another classic Radke song, and this was one. This is a video we're not actually in very much, and that's what is kind of interesting about this. We wanted to do one of those kinds of videos that's, like, real story-based, so we were just a cameo in the beginning, which something I enjoy is that, a lot of Radke fans' favorite part of the video is the beginning. <laughs> uh-huh. So maybe we made a mistake. But hey, there you go. No, you don't make any mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, 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 ever.
Basement. We should do basement. Yes, I want to do everything. Yeah. This is your whole show. Oh yeah, we um. There's another song called Basement, and then that is one of we've done a few home videos for because like Radkey, we're always kind of on our own. So when it comes to music video, there's not much of a budget, so we usually do something with the cats or whatever. So the the second time we did it was called Basement, and we did this whole crazy thing where it's like our cats and then first person and watching us jam. It's kind of a funny video, <laughs> and like we make it seem like our cat Joel is like flying and stuff, and it's it's cool. And what do you mean he can't fly? Yeah, he he can't really fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all been a hoax, but uh, yeah, that's good. And then yeah, that song is one of our favorites and we actually recorded it in the basement that it was written about. So that's, or the video. So it's, it's cool. You can leave me alone in the basement and I'll be at home. 
pets do you have well, we got a lot now so we've got four cats at their our house and at my girlfriend's place we've got three cats wow. so so there's a lot of cats going on yeah that's a real cat house <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah pets are fun to have around aren't they mm-hmm. yeah yep. mm-hmm. yeah so uh so when you first grew up what was your uh first instruments so i uh started off playing the drums and uh, then I took drumming lessons and didn't really like that because I'm, I'm self-taught. And I thought, oh, maybe drumming lessons would be cool. And it just kind of killed it for me. And I picked up guitar and right. went from there. Yeah, drums are so, you have to, you know, it's a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I just fun. wanted to play the songs. I didn't want to learn all the math and uh, theory behind it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about you? Uh, first I tried playing guitar at first, and I got—I actually got nowhere. <laughs> and then I tried playing keyboard with the same result. So once I tried drums, I was finally able to like figure it out. It was felt really natural compared to the other ones uh-huh. I tried. So you didn't mind though at that point. You're going take the drums. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And he knew enough to show me like how to like play drums, so that was a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, drummers gotta set up everything. Yeah. That's the hardest, right? So, uh, and how about you? Yeah, I started on guitar, and like Saul said, he went like nowhere with that. I got like probably a half step from nowhere on there, so I ended up going to the four string vibe, and that was easier for me because I was just kind of lazy. You know what I mean? I was like, I think. I can just play the four string one. I was really stoked when dad like told me about the existence like, of a bass. So I'm like, sweet, <laughs> less hard. So yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, once D started really getting into the guitar and then we started the band, that's when Saul and I got serious about the instruments. So yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know, uh, you know, Billy Corgan, uh, never met him, but we're big fans. Yeah. You know, he, we played a show with him. Uh, not I played, we shot, you know, and uh, he was playing so hard. His hands were bleeding. Wow. You know, it's like, whoa. And he, and he didn't, it didn't matter. He still kept doing it. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. I love Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. We shot them Siamese Dream. Ooh. Yeah. At the Metro, their first record release, you know. So that was a great time. So you having fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this what you expected or? I'm not really. I, I didn't know what to expect, actually. Yeah. How have interviews been for you? Do you have. Uh... It's hit and miss. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know how it can be. Sometimes it's more of an interview and the, the more conversation vibes are always the most fun like the stuff we do we're doing here and things like that where you're able to open up a little bit like the formal interviews with us we've always tried to improve them yeah well i hate it too when the host is sitting there with the questions Mm -hmm. and while you're you're answering they're like okay what's my yeah 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 they're not listening or anything. Yeah, lunchtime you know? is in. I yeah. hate that, you know. That's why I like Stephen Colbert. You got to get on one of the late night shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which one would you like to do? Colbert would be great. It's a shame Conan's not going anymore. Yeah. 
Um, but Colbert is one of our favorite ones, and um, Seth Meyers is real legit too. Oh, Seth with his uh, last word, or yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's so fun. No, that's just a great show. I yeah. watch his show all the time. Oh, like, I do like every day I yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, and Jimmy Kimmel too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With yeah. Uh, the that was cool. Dave was on there talking about what drives us. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know what I like about Kimmel and uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, Seth Meyers is that uh, they're listening. Mm-hmm. They're not. It doesn't matter what the teleprompter says or what's on the cue cards. They care about the artist totally. and the music and whatever, or the you know whoever they're talking to, and that means so much. And I think because they were all their improv days. Or yeah, yeah. Any of that? You guys ever think about doing any acting? Oh yeah, I've I've totally like you know anytime someone wants like a you know a bassist or whatever a musician like I've always wanted to act and stuff. Like I watch a lot of movies, so uh-huh. I I think I'd like to do some voice acting. Really be cool, yeah. Voiceover stuff, huh? Yeah. Like what? Like, what, what? I don't know. Like some. Villain Come on, make an audition some, now. You got to make some villain or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Flash. <laughs> Brought to you by. <laughs> you heard it, DC. D wants to be Reverse Flash. I think uh, I would like to do like some villain or something. I think yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, I think you all would be good at doing any of this, and, and it, then if you could not only do the acting in a film, you could do the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That'd be that'd awesome. be awesome. Yeah, I've been meeting a lot of composers lately. Like this Alexander Burke. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's done a number of films, and uh, he just played with Bob Dylan. Oh wow! And he said, you know, like he got to play keyboards, and was like, I got to play with my idol. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and he's uh, scores films and stuff. But he says he, he makes only so much money, and then he ends up spending more time than what he's actually getting paid for. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if you're a perfectionist, you know how that yeah. goes. Yeah, you're putting your name out there. Yep. And it sort of lives forever. And then the directors keep changing the scenes, right? Yep. Yeah. yep. You know? Yeah. But I don't think direct, uh, acting's that hard. No, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I feel like there's the people who go to school for it, and there's people who are, like, musicians or whatever who are already in music videos and stuff, and they can kind of work at it and get a little better from there. And, like, because there are some good musician actors and stuff, like, I just like that it seems like you can be born with sort of a feel for it. So have any of the Foo Fighters played with you? Not yet. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of going to be a lot of dates left. We'll see what happens. I mean, it'd be cool. Maybe, you know, one of them would come out. And, yeah. And jam or do a song. That'd be cool. Maybe do a song with them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, Dave had that awesome uh, Sonic Highway series. That mm-hmm. was great. I, oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. You know, and uh, then the other movie you were in, that was cool. Yeah, that, I love that. Did you get a lot of people after that, after that happened? Yes, that um, was a big break for us. Like, to be featured alongside all of, like, those legends, rock legends, and to be there doing the interview, like, hey, we're Radke sitting alongside Flea, Ringo, all this, mm-hmm. that's what makes us writing those songs in the green room really feel surreal. Because, I mean, I Saul and I were talking on side stage. We were watching Foo Fighters last night, and I was like, you know, I just told him, man, think about it. From our little green room to this, and just think about that for a second. Like, And that's kind of what we're dealing with at this point. It's like thinking about that little green room in St. Joe and how we were like, we want to be like the Foo Fighters. And then it's like Dave's interviewing you in a band, you know, being like, you know, you guys are a rock band, and that means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. It was cool, too, because when we came out in Cincinnati, because of that movie, they gave us a round of applause, like, as soon as we came out. So we are yeah. like, oh. Yeah, we got yeah. a little name for ourselves now? Hey. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Yeah, it makes you feel good. It really does. And then you walk to your van, and there's some people out there like, woo. Yeah. And then you 
walk a couple more times around, see how many times you can get that to happen. And, that, and that's even before we went on set to yes. on stage. It's like people cheering for us Very and stuff. Legit. It was cool. Yeah. So have you gotten any stories about how uh, your music's changing uh, listeners' lives? Hmm. I mean, besides letting everyone know that there's like a fresh rock band out on the scene and just however much that's going to change their lives and like maybe we'll be getting some people into rock music you know and that's pretty life-changing maybe they'll check out some metallica or something you know Mm -hmm. that's that'll be a nice experience yeah talking about that uh, what music do you like to listen to when you're not doing your own stuff we listen to all kinds of crazy stuff like cheap tricks steely dan um Do tribe called again. quest oh yeah like um local oh, yeah. age, local age billy joel weezer and i still listen to japanese stuff a lot of japanese stuff on the road yeah we had the shonen knife you ever hear of them oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they were on the show oh that's uh, cool yeah yeah and they were great they met uh who did they meet uh do you know jason schwartzman of uh, phantom planet I know of him. Yeah, he was with, uh, he was on our studio, and I remember he came in, and he says, you know, I can do music, <laughs> or I can do films. <laughs> <laughs> he did a, you know, acting, so it just shows you how he chose acting, but music never ends. <laughs> it's always there. It's always part of your life, you know. But, uh, yeah, even with the, when uh, uh, Jack Antonoff had... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, I'm getting all my names mixed up now, aren't I? I'm thinking of the Bleachers. Mm-hmm. You know them. And uh, Steel Train they had before that. So we've had all these different, you know, way, you know, people with bands. So you're going to meet musicians on the way up. And you're going to end up, they're going to be in different bands. And then they'll end up with you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's cool. Any musicians you would like to have on, you know, like play like a song with? Um, Joe Lewis is someone we would really love. He's got, uh, Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears. That would be so cool someday, mm-hmm. like, to get him on rhythm guitar with us for some songs. That's something we've always thought about. Well, you're going to have to write a song. Yeah. And pitch it to him and say, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get you on this right away. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Cool. Well, this is a great edition of JBTV from the heart of the Windy City, downtown Chicago. I have Radke in the studio, one of my favorite bands. And you've been around for how long now? Since we started in 2010. You're going to keep totally in touch with us, right? Oh, yeah. Now, when I get my studio back open again and you're going to come through Chicago, would you guys play, you think? Absolutely. All fully plugged in, no acoustic stuff. Yeah. With all your newest music and everything, we'll get like 100 people to come in. Yeah. And, and everything, you know. So uh, another thing I should talk about, we do stuff for Spotify. We're mm-hmm. on Spotify. And uh, how has Spotify been for you? Incredible. We have so much great support from Spotify with like the playlisting and it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, we're real thankful to Allie Hagendorf for hooking us up with so many sweet rock playlists and just getting our names out there in a crazy way. Because, like, you know, the streaming is a real big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of artists complain about Spotify, though, but the reach that they have. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, when you're a new, new, new band like us, you grew up in it, so you don't care. You're just like, give everyone the music. I get how that's... 
some, you know, people were in a different music scene before us. So mm-hmm. I understand where other people come from, but we come from, there was Spotify. So we get our song on Spotify. It gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're happy. Yeah. And at the exposure. That you get. Yeah. Oh, the exposure. Yeah. And like you were saying, the way they, they uh, do the playlists mm-hmm. and the way they, they promote you and everything, that means a lot. So when you go on tour, you know, you have a new piece of music out there that you can put right up right away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And they always blow our music up and we love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we, we, we Spotify all the time. Yeah. So have you, uh, do you do any uh, promotion ahead of time with radio stations? Is that happening? Hmm. We, 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 these days we kind of, we, we've been trying to get better at that and like sending like new songs and things like that. And, you know, we've got, uh, what was it in Colorado? We've got a radio station on board for a show. Like we're trying to do more stuff like with promotion, Mm -hmm. especially since we got more of a name and we've made a lot of connections like through our time touring. So it's, it's real cool. Yeah, it's good if you can work on that, and totally. uh, especially ahead of time before a show, because you may have only fifty or sixty percent of your tickets sold, and that radio station, you know, maybe give them, uh, you know, an exclusive cut that they could play if they even allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm giving the, the kids advice here too. That's uh, a really good idea. I never even thought about that. Well, you know, I we were the first to do when we did tours. I did all the rock tours of Pink Floyd, ELO, uh, Prince. And the Purple Rain tour, we did all those. We did the commercials, and we worked for the promoters. And uh, we also were, I was on 300 radio stations at one point doing all the imaging, like KLOS, Rocks Los Angeles, and that kind of stuff. So we um, we literally set it up to do, it used to be for shows, like even Lollapalooza, okay, put flyers on cars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, get some kid, pay him 10 bucks, and, <laughs> yeah. and most of the flyers would go in the garbage, and, you know. <laughs> But it was hard because that last that that last percentage of of seats at a show is your difference in profit, making money or not. And you know, you're on tour; it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You got to stay at a hotel. You're going to eat nice, spicy food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, you're gonna. So it works good if you can promote ahead of time. So what we did was we were the first to do radio station presents. So it's like when you said you're working with this one radio station in, in, in Colorado there, uh, literally it's good they can present a show. And then if you can give away something like we've got a free whatever, you know, stations, you know, I don't know how it is now. I get, it may have changed seeing that it's very corporate, but it think about it, you know. Yeah, that, that, uh, that all sounds really good. Because that can make the difference. If totally. You're doing, especially when you're headlining shows right now. You got those those that crazy. What was that group again? The Foo something. Something. <laughs> something with Foo. Yeah, Foo Fighters. So, yeah, you know, I think that's it. Yeah, but when you do your own headline tour, you know. Now, have you got any bands that you'd like up and coming that you like? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of hard. We're so focused on our like stuff. It's kind of hard to. Uh, pay too much attention to like up and coming yeah yeah, it's tough for us we're we're kind of isolated in our own world of like steely dan and like like cheap trick and stuff so those are the classics exactly we're guilty of like kind of not knowing what's going on sometimes but rock bands are like that you know we'll be you know doing what we do with the billy joel and all that yeah yeah no we did a steely dan tour too we did all those tour spots I mean, this is way back. This is back when they're in Chicago, not in Chicago, but all around the country, there was like 50 promoters. So it was every different city had different promoters. Now they're down to like three, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and same thing with radio. There used to be every radio station had mom and pop operations, you know. And uh, it was sort of cool 
that you could put things together so it's easier to do things, you know. Totally. But set up promo, promo tours ahead of time, like a couple of days or a week ahead of time of when you're going to be in the city. So you can do like a phone interview and say, hey, we have an exclusive cut that you can play just for this interview. That'd be cool. So you I, record, yeah, that sounds legit. Record something special <laughs> that you can, you know, have there and uh, it, it helps, you know. And then release it after the fact. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> On that's, that's Spotify. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's this other thing. How do you uh, maybe figure out a way to merchandise your stuff pretty well? Or Yeah, yeah. Like we've got, we've worked with Scene Merch in Kansas City and they've worked with us our whole career, even back when we were just nothing. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of cool merch done, like koozies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, because there's this new thing. Uh, there's a new site that's starting that's uh, going to give better percentages called amplified okay and uh they haven't launched yet but that's going to be happening so that's a way that you could put your music up it's non-competitive so you could be other places too you know and uh make more money sell all your merchandise your nfts your photos you know so uh you got to get someone to do an official you know documentary background on you guys yeah that would be cool like and i think that's something that's coming next like at this point like gotta tell the whole story and get real deep because like that's a cool thing i liked about watching people's reviews about what drives us is people being like man i want some more rad key so like i think there could be a decent market for our story and uh like a bigger a deeper dive into it Mm -hmm. Maybe you could talk your father into carrying a camera around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think that's possible? Yeah. You know, they got this little action cam. I got one over here. And it's like $199. You can do so much stuff with that, you know. So it's that little bitty one that's just sitting there. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I got six cameras. I know. It's, <laughs> this is, you know, the way I like doing television, you know. But this is the first. I don't have a crew, you know, doing anything. It's just us. So... <laughs> So we having fun? Did it go okay? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything we didn't get in that you'd like to talk about, or um, I don't think so. Let me tell you about Scott Lucas yeah. and Local H. Uh, we've shot. Uh, we did a DVD for them just at the Metro a few months, a few years ago now. And uh, Scott's been on the show a ton of times. He is one of the nicest guys you could possibly. And the two of them make so much sound together. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Try to do something with them. Please. Yeah, I mean that. That's we'll totally end up doing something with Local Age someday. Like, yeah, we're super influenced by them. Like, we grew up on their music and mm-hmm. de- like doing this Foo Fighters tour. Then right after we're going into the Local Age tour, that's like Radke dreams, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's amazing for us. That that tour is going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't even imagine. Yeah, Scott is such a good person, and he's such a great musician. And him and Jim, they, they they just, you know, they're just, I, I can't say enough good things about them. Absolutely. Like, that's like, I mean, I've seen a lot of shows, a lot of legends, and Local H is still top, mm-hmm. top live show. High five and motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your favorite song of theirs? I like Hit the Skids. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one. Cool. Um. Man, I think all the kids are all right. Yeah. Is my favorite. That's oh, the yeah. first one I ever heard. So, it's... I really like "Hands on the Bible." Oh, hands on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got to do a song with them. I mean, figure out a way. Yeah, we just have to. We'll just do a whole like a 
triple LP of all just the local H's songs. <laughs> we'll just have, we'll do it with him. <laughs> Zion, Illinois. Yeah. I guess it'll be more than a triple LP. Yeah. We shot, you know, Scott. You didn't write that many songs, dude. Yeah. We shot the uh, local H uh, way at the beginning at the Metro in the nineties, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was such a great club. I got to tell you, if you can ever book the Metro, do it. I believe that is the last show on our tour with local H. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Well, then you know. It's just, uh, you know, Joe Shanahan, the owner, um, he's been battling cancer and he's doing good. Much like me, we're, we recovered, you know. So, uh, but, uh, and it's music. So if any of you, I'm going to tell you now, if you ever feel bad or get anything, make sure you go to a doctor and take care of your health. Because all the way till 65, I'm an old man, I'm almost 70. So, <laughs> but uh, literally, I, I never cared about doctors and stuff. And I could have probably saved my colon cancer if I would have done something earlier on, you know. So don't ever think that, uh, you know, whatever it is, get it checked out. Don't okay. take any, you know, this is from advice, you know, over the years. and Because I never cared about doctors, and I couldn't take the blood and the shots. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. I think a lot of people don't want to take the uh, COVID vaccine because they don't want a needle. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, ooh, you know. <laughs> Have you ever had blood taken? I've had it taken once. You know how that is. Oh, it's yeah, like, it's a little creepy. Yeah, it's like, ooh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but after a while, you get better, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So, you know, so stay healthy on the road and everything, and, uh, you know, and get your father to do more documentary stuff because mm-hmm. he's not doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got to say, I was so impressed with uh, how good your father is taking care of you. He was on top of everything. There was no, everything's like uh, faster than I, I'm on top of everything. So I, I'm old school. And it seems as though, you know, uh, you have to take, do that in business mm-hmm. and, and, and this business, you know, so that's good. You got, you got it well taken care of, you know. I'm a music fan from day one. I've always encouraged bands to never give up, no matter how bad things get. Just never, ever. And I think you've already done that, right? That, and that's so true, man, because we've been through, like, the lowest low rock bottom of music careers. Mm-hmm. And we just never saw a world where we were going to stop. So that is some of the most priceless, and like, priceless advice you could give a musician. Mm-hmm. That and, like, you know, love what you're doing be real passionate about it and then never give up like it's crazy because we we had a lot of chances to give up and that phone call for that movie was right there you know and it was in the mcdonald's having breakfast when it happened so it's that stuff is around the corner at McDonald's over an Egg McMuffin. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and a cheese danish <laughs> they don't have cheese danishes there anymore Mm-mm. I miss that. I used to get an egg McMuffin and a cheese Danish and a large Coke for breakfast. You know, you know, very healthy. As you can tell, I'm in perfect shape. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, but uh, and the same thing with the Foo Fighters. What they went through. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. considering that they could have just given up after that whole Nirvana stuff yep. and and uh, and get back out and do it. And uh, Dave Grohl, I don't think was really he wasn't a front man of any type. Nope. So that took a lot of courage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty unheard of. Like, the only other person I can ever really think of who's done that is, like, what, Ringo started mm. his own band from being in a big band as a drummer? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's maybe a few more, but there's not a lot. Yeah. So how was it when you were out the first time you went in front of an audience and singing? Uh, it was pretty nerve-wracking, but we we got up there and, you know, we did our thing and it was 
it turned out pretty well uh-huh. i think we had you know people coming up to us after the show saying how much they liked it and everything i remember one dude in particular coming up to the to me talking about like oh i don't really listen to this kind of music but that was awesome i really enjoyed it and that really felt good and uh, i also remember that night we had a really good idea where we were charging for our demos whatever you wanted to pay for it so if you're a new band with a demo do that you're gonna get a lot of money yeah. especially if you kill it on stage yeah yeah so did you make a lot of money on the <laughs> yeah some guy bought a two-song demo for like 50 bucks oh. like that kind of yeah. stuff's going on yeah. and when you're a new band kicking ass and you've got that demo don't put a price on it yeah. someone's gonna buy it for 25 cents uh-huh. but someone's also gonna buy it for like 100 bucks yeah yeah that's what uh radiohead did i think yeah really? we had radiohead on our show too that's amazing. twice. yeah and there was a good example they came over for their first american tour and we're shooting them at the metro and uh, Creep was their big hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's going, I'm not doing Creep. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that song. It's about the drunk father or whatever. And, uh, you know, and I said, you got to do it. It's like your hit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he did it, but he goes, I'm going to do the original version, which is so fucking special. So very special. There's, okay. That's the original lyrics. Let's play that right here, right now on JBTV. Yeah. Radiohead, the 1993 show from Chicago's Metro. The legendary Metro, where Radke just rocked and rolled. Oh, and just to be on that stage, and the different people that have been on that stage, and the feeling. You know, it's so cool when you go to these clubs, and it's the smell of the club. Yes. It's the atmosphere. It just means so much, doesn't it? It does. Like the sound of a band sound checking when you arrive, all of that stuff is yeah. so good. I remember so just walk, like when we first got back out uh, to do one of our local shows, I remember walking into the venue and just like hearing the music playing, you know, on the sound system. And like, yeah, it just felt really good to be back in that kind of environment. Yeah, and these clubs are so legendary. They're so, you know, you never, did you, ever, you never went to CBGBs. I don't think because we had no. the Ramones. And you like the Ramones, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, Joey Ramone. Digging that. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Well, Joey there. came to our studio twice, and he said, uh, "You know, nobody wants me to talk in the band." And <laughs> I go, "Okay." What? You know, we just talked and rambled on, and and uh, at that time, Howard Stern was just breaking in 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 New York, and. Uh, I said, you know, Joey, they Howard stole your whole <laughs> the accent, the whole. I mean, between the two of them, I mean, they, yeah, they're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he was just amazing to talk to him. You know, he That's didn't play awesome. or anything on our show. He played at the Metro, but uh, afterward, Joe Shanahan told me how uh, how uh, Joey was so excited, you know, to do that and, and to sit because we just like we're doing now. Yeah, you know, and uh, he talked about a cab ride from hell, and he wrote a song about it, you know, <laughs> in New York. So. Have you ever had any Uber or cab rides from hell yet? Or, I mean, not if you don't include, like, just a real talky person. Like, if you don't count that, not too much hell yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the worst ones are if they're, like, really focused on their phone. Just, yeah. Yeah, I hate it, too. These, these, like, uh, the old cab drivers used to know everything about the city. Now the new ones, they go on the phone. Oh, I got to turn here. Turn yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? I mean, I could... <laughs> what do I need that for? Yeah, yeah. You know? Although your dad probably does that, right? Mm, yeah, we need, the, we need the GPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it ever gotten you guys off track? Like, there's supposed to be the club right here. Where is it? It has. It has. It's, uh, it's a little bit better these days, but it's happened a few times back in the day. But not too bad. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I, I'm glad you had a good time here at the uh, at my JBTV home studio. Yeah. 
fully COVID safe. That's the way we've been doing it. This has been a great edition of JBTV from the heart of the Windy City, downtown Chicago, where the music, of course, is always number one. And the Racky, they're on tour uh, with the Foo Fighters. And look for them with Scott Lucas and Local H. It's going to be a time. Now, I'm predicting that Scott Lucas is going to invite you on stage. And you're going to play a song together. Yep. And you should invite him to play with one of your songs. That'd be kick-ass. To say, come on, Scott, you can do it. (laughs) Jerry said, you can do it. (laughs) And let me tell you, Scott will take care of it. He is just the best, you know. There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast. JBTV. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.